Hey everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I love pastiches to better shows. We're going to talk about that, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, hi! Happy New Year, everyone listening. Welcome to 2022. Glad we could bring you It's going to be like 2021, but uh, even more hopes are dashed. Matt, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not here for your cynicism. Okay, 2022 is going to be a better Aww. year than 2021, and it's going to be a better year than. It's not the... cynicism. It's pessimism. I'm hoping to be randomly surprised. <laughs> we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to Patreon.com/slash/TheSimpsonsShow. For only two dollars a month, you can support us. Get a bunch of bonus podcasts. Um, we have a couple people to thank, Matt fantastic the best people in the world all right yes uh first we have dead air records which that's I believe the first uh record or records i guess i believe a record store that has supported the show so historic Ooh, fantastic thank you and uh m castro thank you m no thank you uh this week's episode is 24 minutes Episode JBF14 originally aired May 20th, 2007, written by Ian Maxstone Graham and Billy Kimball, which is that is the first time I've said the name Billy Kimball, Matt. Uh, he is would, it now? It is for he's this is the first episode of The Simpsons he worked on. He would co-write a handful of episodes with Ian Maxstone Graham. He would write a single oh. episode by himself and then he would go on to help create Veep. Oh, well, so you're saying he actually understands comedy. Well, I don't know. I I mean, this episode is at least competent. I mean, a lot more than what else went on this season. Yes. Yeah, so maybe he is a helpful influence and he does have credentials. Veep is a, is, a, is also a good show. Um, Largely and definitely better than the past years of The Simpsons we've watched. So maybe he'll help them. Maybe? Hope? We can only hope, Robbie. Hope. Directed by Raymond Percy. Received a 5.4 rating with 9.9 million viewers. The show, there was no couch gag. There is no chalkboard gag. Because they jump directly into... Every single second of this episode is used. Yeah, they they go directly into the gimmick. Uh, The episode guest stars... Unsurprisingly, Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer and Mary Lynn Ricecub as Chloe O'Brien. Very briefly, she appears. Uh, Jack, we get Jack Bauer a couple of times. I think three times, four times a couple. Plus some narration he does over everything. Um, yeah, this, so, uh, Matt, let's see, we'll establish this first. Have you watched 24? I, I believe I watched about half the first season before I decided that it was not for me. I have not watched any 24 None. Well, then, this is going to be interesting for us. <laughs> uh, I mean, nothing necessarily against it. I was just not, I don't know. I wasn't really, I was in college. I wasn't really watching much. I think I was, I watched Lost, and that's about it. It's the only show I watched in college. I didn't have room for anything else. Um, also, when you were in college, the internet wasn't really a thing. So it was a, it was a little harder to, uh, uh, to, to, you know, find things, let's say. <laughs> 
it was there was an internet. It was just not as easy to find all the television shows you wanted to watch. Right. Um, no streaming services. I watched Lost on I watched Lost on satellite tele on not satellite basic cable television. That's what it was on my dorm my apartment. I forgot. Uh, regardless, so I have no experience. With, I know I know the basic conceit of twenty four. You know, obviously real time over the span of a day, but. I don't really, I don't know. I don't even honestly know if this show is honest with its conceit about, you know, the timing, because I didn't really pay that close of attention. Oh, um, no, yeah, I did not either. So maybe they they might have flubbed it. I mean, obviously, they say it's it's 24, 24 minutes. Um, a show, episode of The Simpsons is only generally 22 minutes long, So, but I didn't really pay close attention because it doesn't really matter. Um, but it's running the same conceit as 24, the TV show, and using a lot of the show's aesthetic and aesthetic choices, design choices. Like the shots are almost the, the, the sound effects. Everything are just, you know, word for word. Basically. Yeah, they're the same um, throughout the entire thing. We're not going to go into deep detail about it. Just the safe to assume like I'm not going to and I will say in it's for it's kind of refreshing just because it is something different. Um, not that it's kind of outdated at this point, the way that they shot 24, it feels kind of, it feels very, feels like very, oh, this is clearly, it feels like, you know, when you went, go back and watch like uh-huh. C- CSI episodes from this same time period, which I did, I watched lots of CSI at the time. Um, you go, oh, everything's kind of blue and blue, gray, brown. And, they have, you know, how they stylize the camera movement, all that stuff. It's very of that time period. But it gives this episode an identity. And most Simpsons episodes in season 18 have literally no identity. Yeah, they're not funny. They're not interesting. They're just crappy. Yeah, there's nothing. And they're just a big mess and they just do whatever. This feels cohesive because it's, oh, we're doing 24. And frankly, it feels like they're trying. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're trying god bless their hearts they're trying to make a good episode like is it i i, I don't know if i call this episode even good but it is trying to be good it's not just like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks they're making it a, a, a like an actual it feels like an episode of the simpsons which like hey something yeah. uh we start with a previously on the simpsons Previously on 24, I mean The Simpsons. Behold, our new state-of-the-art weapon in the global war against misbehavior, CTU, the counter-truancy unit. (laughs) I've got something. The sixth-grade security camera shows three empty desks. Enhance. Dehance, dehance. protocols here are your three missing students hmm good work database we helped oh nerds no one cares that you helped i mean maybe if they were more appreciative martin wouldn't have you know turned i think martin was basically uh blackmailed so you know there's not a whole lot you can do beyond that yes um we'll get to that very uh uh, affecting uh, plot twist later on in the episode um, but the counter, we have the counter truancy unit uh, as the as a central conceit to the episode. 
and we have some bullies missing, and that is starting the wheels of what are the plots of this episode, what are we following around, what is the central idea, and who are we trying to catch, you know, like, you know, 24 is built around being a thriller, a military action thriller, kind of, and who are the bad guys, who do we gotta stop, and it's the bullies, but there, this feels. Uh, I would say that the, here, this is a. I would. I would call this a compliment to this episode, where this feels very much like twenty-two short films. It does, yes, because uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. Um, you get every every character gets their own like storyline. Lisa has kind of has a storyline. Bart has a storyline. Marge has a storyline. Homer and Millhouse, oddly enough, team up to have a storyline. Uh, it's it's very interesting. Everything weaves together. Uh, not quite as coherently as 22 short films, but it's still very interesting. It keeps your attention, and it all these characters are doing something that makes sense in the context of their lives and in the context of the plot. There, It's not a bunch of nonsense, um, because we are following each of them, and we are kind of learning how they're going to intersect with each other. Uh, we see Homer has some disgusting yogurt in the fridge at the plant. He is told to get rid of it, which he does um, by uh, going to a poo. Uh, Bart uh, does some graffiti with ketchup and gray poupon. Um, gets ends up getting caught by Skinner and thrown into detention, which setting up his little storyline. Um, Marge is finding a bake sale flyer in Bart's pants and is freaking out because she doesn't have a cake ready for the bake sale, which is her, the bake sale, we, it turns out is the thing that we're building towards. It is the, what the, uh, the clock is counting down to the bake sale happening, um, which is as good as anything to do, you know, a plot around. Yeah. I mean, I w- that, that's if you're if you're trying to think of a time sensitive Marge plot, there you go. Yeah, and it and it feels I think that's the other thing that it does ground this in Springfield. This doesn't feel you know like because that's what Twenty Two Short Films does as well. It makes it feels it's all centered around like small town stuff, and I think for Marge and Homer in particular, they're they are not embroiled in this 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 faux Twenty Four story at all marge is trying to make a cake and get it to the bake sale homer is just being homer an idiot yeah he's just being an idiot he's not he's trying to get rid of some yogurt and he does that in five minutes and then the rest of the plot he's just being an idiot um bart and lisa are embroiled in this you know the, the ctu plot um but the fact that marge's and homer's plot are so mundane it makes the ctu plot work it makes it go, oh, this is, is this is different. Yeah, it's not like you have an A and a B plot. It's like your A plot is all-encompassing and people are around it, which is doesn't sound that different, but it is. It, it's more about the execution of it, honestly. Like, it yeah. makes sense. Which, hey, that puts it well above most of season 18 episodes. So, Homer, uh, the aforementioned gross yogurt, goes in the aforementioned returning to Apu, uh, we get the the furthermore the plot set up. The following takes place between two thirty four p.m. and three o four p.m. Or maybe it's a.m. Whichever one is the morning one, it's not that one.
Shampoo, I'm returning a yogurt I wasn't 100% satisfied with. Mm. Oh, oh my god! If a dead fish and a homeless person had a baby and the baby puked and the dog ate the puke, this smells like the rear end of that dog. I'll give you any yogurt in the store, just take that thing with you when you go. <laughs> Let's spit in the coffee pots. I call hazelnut. Truant's moving into the quickie mart. I've got a visual. Yogurt is toxic. It's just what we've been looking for. Now this crossword's nothing but swears. We've got what we need. Millhouse, bring them in. Roger that. And Lisa, if I don't make it back, there's a letter in my locker I want you to read. I already read it. We've all read it. Who would send Milhouse out as a field agent to abduct people who are skipping class? That, that's the last person you sent. He's not abducting. He's collecting reconnaissance, man. Yeah, but he says, oh, I'm about to go, you know, uh, bring them in. Yeah, the, he, Milhouse is going to bring anybody anywhere. Okay, Matt, when you're running any kind of organization, you don't always have the ideal candidate. Okay, you can't always, you don't always get the person you want for the job. Sometimes you have to take what you can get. I mean, I guess, but Millhouse is going to get beaten up and thrown in a dumpster. Oh, okay. wait, that's exactly well, what happened. Okay, man. Okay, here's here's the, who they have at their disposal at the moment. They have Millhouse. They have Database. They have Martin. Who are you picking? Uh, um, Letting them go. <laughs> Martin, we find out, is a mole. And Database, no thank you. Millhouse is absolutely the best choice. He's still not a good choice, but he is the best choice. Yeah. Um, so the, the bullies have the, the yogurt and we, we're getting, we don't yet do not know what their plan is. You know, we, we are only following them because they're truant. And I think that is a very relatively simple idea of like, oh, we, we slowly reveal that they have this bigger plot in mind, but Hey, the, I will give them credit. They do it. They build a small mystery around what are the, the bullies are planning to do. There is there is an escalation of consequence and drama and conflict throughout the episode. They build and build and build, much like 24 does, as I understand it, at least. And I I don't know. It's not really this. What I mean, they watch 24 and just base their plot on what 24 does. But, hey, if that's what it takes yeah. for, for them to build a conflict throughout an episode and then pay it off. I'll take it. Hey, man, do that then. That's all I'm asking. Um, but as Matt mentioned, Millhouse is almost immediately ratted out by Homer. Homer immediately calls him out as trying to, you know, follow the bullies and, and arrest them, I guess. Um, so he gets beaten up and tossed in a dumper, a dumper, dumpster. Um, and then Homer, for his trouble, is also dumped in the dumpster and then locked in the dumpster. And then th the dumpster is pushed down uh this is and this is the other thing that reminds me of 22 short films it's just them like in this runaway dumpster as it flies down the highway and through a car wash and you see lots of springfield it's a lot of kind of wackiness that uh is centered around a in this case a much more serious plot uh even though that the bullies aren't really doing anything that serious it's it's treated very seriously much like in 24 right i mean because normally it's uh it's you know, 
stuff in 24 is very, very serious. Lots of people are going to die kind of thing. Uh, this is the case, they're just going to ruin the bake sale, yeah. which is most of Springfield Elementary's funding for the next year. So it, it's kind of serious. Yeah, but no one's going to get exploded and, and killed by uh, some dirty bomb or something. Which I'm pretty sure there's, an, there's a season of 24 centered around dirty bomb. Yeah. Um, but Millhouse is taken out. What do they do? What can they do? Well, what they do is turn to their final option, and that is Bart. If I help you, I want full immunity for all pranks, past and future. And you have to teach me a swear word I don't already know. No deal. Okay, suit yourself. It's not like you have any major events coming up that the bullies would want to disrupt. (gasps) The bake sale. Principal Skinner. As we both know, but you might need reminding, the annual bake sale provides 90% of the school's funding. Okay, you have a deal. You conniving little... Wow, that's a swear? Used as a noun, it is. Sweet. Now I'm going to need some wheels. Yes, of course. I think we can wrangle you a used bicycle. Do you prefer Schwinn or Huffy? Bart? Where did he... (gasps) My car keys! So, Bart has joined the team. And stolen Skinner's car. Yes. Um, He need. I mean, he did need wheels, man. It's very obvious. He, he did, and uh, a bike was taking forever to catch up with him. So the car is a logical option. Yes. Um, we uh, have also seen in this time, we've seen Marge trying to make a cake. Um, but unfortunately, she is a, I believe we are told, is a raisin sponge cake. But she is out of, she's out of raisins. What's that? She's out of raisins. That's a terrifying ordeal for poor Marge. How will she survive? I'm. Matt, I do have a question. You, in our notes, you said Marge making a cake with raisins, question mark, question mark, question mark, three question marks. Are, is the is there cakes with raisins, is this foreign concept? It, no, it's, it's very obvious that cakes with raisins exist, but if you're trying to make a sale at a bake sale, you don't make a cake with raisins. As someone who enjoys an oatmeal uh, cookie and has in the past made them with raisins, no one likes raisins. I don't know why. I enjoy raisins, but no one, everyone's like, oh, I hate oatmeal cookies. I'm like, no, no, they're just oatmeal, not oatmeal raisin. And then all of a sudden, everyone loves oatmeal cookies. It doesn't make any sense. Raisins are not that bad. I like raisins. You're one of the few. I like raisins. If you, I, I don't know, like maybe, well, one, there's a lot of baked goods at this bake sale. There's a lot of them. Okay. Then we see a couple dozen tables okay it's a big deal and there's a lot of people you might be in your best interest to make a product that stands out from the field and maybe you might you might you know turn some people off because there's raisins but the people who like raisins really like raisins and maybe you can attract enough of your niche audience that it makes it worthwhile she only has to sell a single cake maybe i mean i assume she's selling slices and not the entire cake she only brought one uh, I mean, it'd be easier to sell one cake because you only need to find one person then. True. One. And it's a lot easier to find one person that likes raisin sponge cake than, you know. Matt, I would eat a, a I, I would eat a raisin sponge cake. I would do, but, you know. Well, what are we arguing about? We both like raisin sponge cake. It's a it's a banner I'm day. I'm saying that we, we are rare people. There are a lot I mean, more. we are rare people in that we are both handsome, intelligent, and incredible in all ways. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I can't even get Matt to like agree that he's a smart and handsome man. Like I try and compliment him. We're in the future. Matt's wife is listening to this and nodding her head. 
She's like, yes, I know. What are you doing? <laughs> um, so we this oh, is Robbie. this is where we are at. Uh, we are getting to the end of the first act where we realize we see the bullies and what they're planning. They're in the basement and they are building a massive epic stink bomb. Uh, we see it, I believe, kill a poor little hamster. <laughs> Um, and also, uh, I know that poor little hamster, uh, I, I don't mind them killing hamster in this case, because this is, it is an illusion. You know, this is a homage to 24, 24 has death in it. So Mm. it's not a crazy idea that they would, you know, kill uh, a hamster for it. I believe this is also when we see Jimbo, we learn that Jimbo's mom has breast implants and she's walking around topless around sixth graders, which apparently the bullies are. They're also been, they are called teens as well. Which I don't get, because sixth graders are supposed to be, what, 11 years old? So I say if not only are they in sixth grade, they've also failed a couple times. Yes, I think that's all what we're supposed to assume. Um, but we, dun, 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 they have a stink bomb. And then we go to commercial, eight minutes and 12 seconds. And when we come back, uh, we see the bullies are going to test the smell on Ralph. Uh, they, they tested the hamster, and he has passed out. I, 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 I. I like to think he passed out, not died, because Ralph doesn't die. Uh, Ralph starts to cry and falls over, and like his leg twitches. But it's it's okay because Bart comes to get him later. Don't I, worry, I mean, Ralph is okay. People, Matt, I have a question. Like, is so the bullies have constructed? This is probably the one thing in this entire episode. This episode's very, uh, it, it, like much of the Simpsons historically is set in a very heightened reality. And I can excuse a lot of things in this heightened reality, especially when it's homaging 24, the show. But are you telling me the bullies have a massive, like, glass terrarium that a child can fit in? I mean, I think we've, we've uh, revealed that, that Jimbo is rich, or at least his family is rich several times. I mean, I think the first time was when he's watching soap operas when the school is shut down. And, you know, if his mom's got new implants, hey, those are expensive. So... You know, Jimbo's family, he's, also, he's obviously loaded, so they give him whatever he wants, including a terrarium for a small child. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, uh, while this is going on, uh, Bart is outside and overhears what is going on. Lisa, they're going to put a stink bomb in the school. I might be able to stop him, but I'll need a schematic of Jimbo's house. Jimbo drew a couple of pictures of his house in second grade. But I can't vouch for their accuracy. The teacher gave him a frowny face. I'm so proud of us. You got Jimbo. They're on to you, Jimbo. Get out of there. Scram. Old eggs would be lovely for breakfast, Mother. Just go. Quickly. We're busted. Thanks, Mole. Now make your split screen vanish. Will do. I can't say I appreciated the split screen gag because it's just so weirdly off-putting. Uh, but the rest of it is good. Uh, obviously, Bart is a good agent, uh, but the bullies are out of them because they have a mole inside CTU. I, I like the split screen gag. Uh, you would. <laughs> anyway. I'm in an optimistic attitude today. Okay, Matthew? Okay. Uh-huh. So, uh, Bart loses them uh, as he sneaks through the house uh, commenting that the drawings are not at all like what Jimbo uh, drew in second grade, obviously. Uh, but he finds Ralph. Um, he senses that Ralph is okay, but he needs a pickup. Uh, he tries to call back to CTU, but somehow 
accidentally hops on a call with the actual Jack Bauer and uses it to prank him uh, with a, a phone call to Ahmed Adudi, uh, which, I mean, we haven't had a Moe's gag in a while, so this is a good substitute. Uh, we also get um, Marilyn Raskob, uh popping in as Chloe from 24, the, the person that Jack Bauer, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, is always on the phone with. So, yay, you did it. Congratulations. Uh, meanwhile, Marge has to make up time on her cake, so she does some quick math in her head and says that, oh, a half hour at you know 300 degrees is the equivalent to five minutes at 1,200 degrees. Somehow, she has an oven that goes to 1,200 degrees. I don't know about you, Robbie, but I would love an oven, because apparently a good pizza oven is supposed to be about 900 degrees, and mine only goes to like 550, so I want this oven. Uh, it would be nice to have. Unfortunately for Marge, uh, the oven explodes. Yeah, don't... Guys... Bacon is like baking is chemistry. You can't uh like just shortcut your way to a faster cake. Yeah. It doesn't work. Everything like is exponential. You can't just say do basic algebra in your head unfortunately. Yeah, Marge, I would think Marge would know that, but I mean she's panicking. She wants to get a cake done quickly. I get it. Mhm. So, uh Marge uh when what's the she gets the cake out of the oven. Uh despite the fact that the oven exploded, there is still a cake in there. Uh so she just says the pink frosting fixes everything, which yeah, it probably does, especially if no one tries your cake before they buy it at the bake sale. Uh we then see Homer and Millhouse finally uh come to the end of their dumpster journey when it rams into bows. Homer gets out. <laughs> this is like one of the best jokes in the episode for me. I know it's stupid, but I just for some reason it makes me laugh. Homer goes inside, tells Millhouse he can't come inside because it's a bar, and finds Mo because it's the middle of the day, attempting self-dentistry, like reading out of a book, and then starting to drill his own tooth out. Uh, Homer is terrified at this, and so they decide to go to the bake sale instead. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, sometimes if you're in a rough place and, you know, you don't have any money and you need to... Yeah. You gotta take care, okay. take care of your own teeth, man. That's a person who you recently you, went and, to and the some, dentist dentistry for the first is very time. expensive, and it's, it's it's for some reason dentistry is not part of healthcare. I don't know why that is. That seems really stupid to me. But that's the system that we've all decided on. No, who's we? Yes, we. Who's we? That's what, what I say. You got a mouse in your pocket? Like I got what a do you mouse mean? In my pocket. Um, yes. Thank you. Nailed it at the same time as you. Anyway, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Bart goes in to report on what's going on, and Skinner, uh, despite knowing that this horrible thing is going to happen, refuses to cancel the bake sale. We are projecting an effective stink radius farther than any of us can kick a kickball. Sir, we have to call off this bake sale now. Yes, 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 we have to do something. Although the basketball hoops have been retracted, DJ Funtimes has already cashed his deposit, and Superintendent Chalmers won't be happy to hear... I won't be happy to hear what, Seymour? <laughs> that uh, bake sale revenue projections are through the roof. I'm very happy to hear that. You don't know me at all. We have to find those bullies before the bake sale starts. Martin, run a top-down search on the school security grid. Will do. And you chose the perfect person. <laughs> yes, tra-la-la-la-la, the perfect person. Because as we know, but Lisa does not, Martin is a mole. And this is where we go to a commercial and we come back just in time to find out what horrible thing Martin is going to do. Uh, we come back from the commercial at 13 minutes and 26 seconds. Uh, Millicent and Homer have made it to the bake sale at this point. Um, we are, we're seeing all the different plots basically come together. Um, the bake sale is the crux of the episode. Exactly. And like the nub of the episode. Well, I don't, what's, 
I don't I don't like that. No. I, I don't either, but apparently that is the primary definition for nub is the central. If crux is Gr- a synonym. Uh, Matt, I, gross, I, gross. I don't support that. Gross. No. Don't don't keep that word I out of that's what I said too. Keep that word out of here. Um But I will say that at this point, this is very refreshing just to watch an episode where like things are all working together and all leading to a single thing and it's not just thrown together at the end like it seems so many of our third acts are just like oh and then this happened here's the third act it's entirely disconnected from the rest of the plot nothing else makes sense no this all makes sense it's all in here this like it's common sense very simple but they do it so congrats simpsons maybe just do it every episode would be my only point of us advice so marge has is also arrived at the bake sale uh drops her cake on the ground trying to juggle maggie uh and the cake and just uh you know it's fine cake's fine it's okay don't worry about it matt it's okay it's fine Mm -hmm. totally fine dropped on the ground blown up in an oven pink frosting fixes everything i mean i will i mean i'm not gonna say necessarily the color matters but really good frosting can save an otherwise mediocre cake i mean that's true if you make your frosting really good and has the right consistency, right airiness, right uh, sweetness, it can make a kind of dry cake good or decent at least. Um, we're finally seeing the escalation of the bully's plans because Willie finds the bullies in a ventilation room, but he is overpowered um, by the three bullies. They take him out, um, which sets off and 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 during the in the struggle fight sets off the fire alarm, and uh, Martin offers to take a look uh, and Bart notices something suspicious. Skip, skip, skip to my loo. Top of the morning, Nelson. And to you, Martin. Skip to my loo, my darling. Hey, Nelson, what gives? Martin just skipped past you singing Skip to my loo and you did nothing. Can a guy enjoy a catchy tune? Whoa! Martin working for Jimbo? Uh. Yes! Yes what? Yes, sir! Lisa, are you on a secure line? I am. You're on a Bluetooth cell phone, the most vulnerable device known to man. But it looks so cool. Listen, there's a mole inside CTU. A mole? Yes, a mole. Now, I don't have much time, so I'm just going to come right out and say his name. So get ready to know his name. His name is the following. Oh! Skip, skip, skip to my loop. Rice Krispie Treats? Way to phone it in, Sarah Wiggum. Excuse me, excuse me, I'm in the sale. I'm in the sale. Okay, I kept my end of the deal. Release my friends. Oh, here, from Asimov to Zarathustra. Where's Phobos? He's with us now. Uh, uh? We're out of here. Smell you later. Three minutes later, to be exact. Everything is building, Matt. It's getting there. And these are all very simple things, um, but they execute well. It's competent. It it It's like someone who's read a book or watched a movie before and knows like... Well, yeah, it's like every piece of the plot generally goes towards something yes everything is purposeful and is placed and constructed with thought and intent 
because we see the Martin, the, the seeds of Martin being the mole has been laid well in advance. And now we're seeing that come to fruition. We see why he's a mole. We see him betray, finally make his final betrayal of Bart and cost Bart. And Bart is now tied up with Willie in a basement room somewhere with the stink bomb. And it is building this conflict. And now we're going to see it escalate up to the climax of the episode. Uh, we also see, uh, you know, th like Martin has been a bit player in this. He's just, oh, he's the mole. He's the guy. Now he, he steps up to the forefront for this moment in the episode. And then we kind of see him de-escalate out. We also see that one of his aunts has turned. So that that poor that aunt is now a member of the bullies. That aunt is now the the aunt bully. And from now on, he's going to be living the sweet bully life, as we'll see. I uh, guess as we have seen, you know, stink bombs and, and working out. Yes, uh, we are, are now we're kind of we have a countdown. We have three minutes until the stink bomb goes off and we are kind of building that tension and seeing what's up with the bake sale cruising around as Bart and, and Lisa are trying to stop the bomb. So we have a gag as the camera goes through the air ducts. Um, we see that no one wants Marge's cake, which yeah, Marge, you dropped it on the ground. What'd you expect? Yeah. People can tell no matter how, you know, uh, you, you you how badly you think it is just no no you're not gonna yeah i'm sorry um homer is desperate for some extra uh bake sale money so he can eat more food um and but all, all this... the other husbands got twenty dollars robbie so he needs twenty dollars i i know that 2007 is not that long ago but i feel like if i got twenty dollars at a bake sale today it would buy me like three cookies and a brownie and that's it well yeah everything's I, I mean, that I, enough, Robbie? Never. <laughs> Unfortunately, never. And there's not never. Not a big sale, that's for darn not, sure. Yeah, there's not. I don't. There's a hole inside of me. And no matter how much food I pour into it, it doesn't ever get filled. I have, There's something wrong with me, I think is what I'm saying. But we finally see basically uh, Bart tied up trying to figure his way out of the situation and how to stop this bomb. Um. There is a circulation fan above them, and Bart sees there is a hot dog water pipe going through the room. 30-year-old hot dog water pipe. Water. Gross. Mm, does it just recirculate over and over again? Yes, I guess so. That is literally, I think that's what Willie says. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really good water. Mm -mm -mm, I want to drink, taste some hot dog water. So, uh, they have to somehow, again... It doesn't really, I, I would, they have to, they have to get Bart out, uh, uh, from his, uh, is from his situation, uh, and somehow save the day. Bart, I've got an idea. As you're dying, jam the blades with your spine. Keep pitching. I'll be back. Window to a child's watery grave. Don't worry, I'll free the boy. Oh, damn it, this glass is bulletproof. There's nothing that can shatter it. Yes, there is.
thermos with seven cups of coffee still in it. Oh, wait, six. Dad, that's a bomb! Uh, here, it's yours! <laughs> How do I stop it? Oh, that's convenient. <sighs> Thank goodness this crisis was averted. Nicely done, Lisa. Hey, what about me? I almost died, and so did Willie. Oh, leave me be. I don't want to live if I have to clean up this mess. <laughs> oh, my special little guy. I'm so glad you're okay. Oh, I'm just glad you taste like hot dogs. It's important to taste like hot dogs. Gross. Gross. Um, but... Yeah, hot dog water is not yummy. No, that's disgusting. But all of this makes sense, at least in the context of the episode. Like, th this has this episode, we're, we're about to get be at the end of this episode. And there's moments like this, Matt, where I, I, it, it really illustrates why and how you can do cartoonish moments, really cartoonish things in episodes of Simpsons and make it perfectly work and it's perfectly fine and why it really doesn't work in other episodes. Like this moment here where Bart is swimming through the hot dog water and he's tied to a chair and he's trying to get out through this window and it's bulletproof for some reason and, you know, Wiggum is shooting at it and the bullets don't hit it. And then Marge shows her cake at it and her cake breaks it. It sure does, for some reason. Well, here, Matt. They set this up. We get a lot of time with Marge's cake, okay? Marge making this True. cake gets us a lot of time in this episode. It's not just spontaneously Marge has a cake that can break a bulletproof window. It is Marge has built, made this cake, and she blasted it out. Of, we saw it. Ex we literally saw an oven explode. The cake survived. Mm -hmm. We saw her drop the cake onto the ground. The cake survived. Uh, the, it, and like the cake is because of the fact that it was cooked in a 1200 degree oven. It's indestructible. It's tougher than bullets. And does this make any sense? Really? And like real life logic? No, of course not. But we have a build to this moment. We see it all come together. We see Marge's cake serve its purpose. She couldn't sell it at bake sale, but it saved Bart's life. I don't need the cake to actually be able to break a window for me to like this or for me to buy it even. But because I've had time with this and we've spent and it's been building to this moment, I go, oh, okay, all right, right, I'm that's fine. Yes, it's not realistic, but I don't care because it's building to the plot. It's making sense. It's an escalation. Um, at least it stops the bomb by pushing the button. And a lot of this stuff also, I will also admit, like the fact that they can remote control a water pipe in the school. Uh, <laughs> there, Like there's multiple moments in here where they are, you know, they're making fun of these tropes that 24 uses and not just 24. A lot of thrillers all use these tropes of like, oh, somehow the hacker can hack into a water pipe uh, or the fact that Bart takes extra long just to say the name of the mole before he gets clocked in the head conveniently right before he says the name um like it's those things where like the, the fact that this bomb just has a big button that turns it off yeah oh it's just on top it's a bomb it's just one button Click. yeah yeah exactly and like it's all those are all little like little 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 fun little things they're just making fun of 24 and other fillers like it and 
it does a decent enough job at that. Um, episode is not over yet. There is a single final uh, moment here, basically a capper to this final scene, where Jack Bauer himself shows up. Good work, Lisa! What about me? Bart Simpson, 12 minutes ago you made an annoying prank phone call to me. All units move in! I pulled every single field agent off all other cases to track you down and bring you to justice. It was a tough decision, but I think I made the right call. <gasps> it's okay, that was Shelbyville. And yes, Shelbyville is now destroyed and everyone is okay with that. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're this also episode is also playing pretty fast and loose with continuity. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't think it cares, honestly, at all about proper continuity at all like most Simpsons i mean the episodes. simpsons are generally art ones for continuity period no they're not but it, it's a lot of the time the, the changes are so subtle th and they're in the background you don't really care you don't it doesn't matter but in this case like literally show people i guess got hit with a nuke or something and it's, it's just gone but yeah it's it's like 24 you know and like the high concept episodes like this you don't really think too much about Oh, is Shelby able to actually destroyed? No, of course not. Uh, but this is also, this is like the final little nod to like, oh, right. We, we Let's poke fun at 24 a little bit. Um, let's poke fun at Jack Bauer um, going after a child who committed a prank phone call versus, you know, some terrorists who are blowing up Shelby. Well, that's eh, a little nice little fun nod. That's the end of the episode. This episode is, I would, it's, it's all right. You know, it's okay. Not bad. It's for a season 18 episode. It blows them all out of the water. Like we're going to have to get into this uh, when we get to the, the, the ranking at the end. But honestly, it's competent. I mean, it's no Cape fear, but they take a solid concept. Oh, the Simpsons slash 24 and they do a good job with it. I mean, the jokes are relatively solid. Uh, they're a little eye rolly at times, but not too bad. And the characters for the most part act like themselves with a slight cross something else. I mean, they, they align the characters really, really well. It, it's way more enjoyable to watch. Like uh, what, what is our highest ranked season 18 episode? Robbie, do you remember? Uh, I can tell you in a moment. I have our ha ha couple. It might be. I'll see a second. 18. Where are we? Uh, the hard couple at number two twenty six. which was the ha ha couple. I don't remember that. The Ha Hud couple is where uh, uh, it's Bart and Nelson becoming friends. Okay, okay. So I mean, like that is you know, uh, it, it's Goodfellas esque at time. At times, yeah. there's that. There's, so this that is at least I think on par with that in terms of quality. I and mean, when you look at all the rest of season eighteen, you're just like, oh, this is awful. So you know, yes, there there is it's not bad. it. Among all Simpsons episodes, you would say, oh, this is a bad. This is all right. Among season 18, it is a, you know, it, yeah. it, it is incredible. It is, you know, we were grading on the season 18 curve. This is uh, the best thing that's ever been made, honestly. Um, yeah. We don't rank it at the end of the show. I mean, I think I'm going to answer this, but Robbie, is this episode broken? No, of course not. No, no, I don't even have to like that. So, you know, Matt, that's a great feeling, you know, isn't when, it, though? You're like, oh, I, this is even better than I thought. Well, it's it is it is the it is a nice feeling of you ask that question. I don't even have to think about it. No, nope, no, it's not. It is it is 
It is a, it is, it, this feels like an episode of television. This feels like something you watch for entertainment, not for pain, not for some sort of twisted, not, for pain. not from some sort of, <laughs> some twisted masochistic, uh, uh, desire. Uh-huh. So no, not broken. Perfectly cromulent episode. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I ask our patrons at patreon.com slash the Simpsons show for their thoughts on the episode. See what they think about it. And I will post read them on the air. Uh, speaking of the word cromulent, I got I've converted my wife to use the word cromulent now. My wife is not a Simpsons fan, but I consider that a victory. She's now I'm I'm wor- it's working, Matt. Hey, we're going to make Cromulent a, a far more popular word. Yeah. Uh, first from Tim. This probably counts as season 18's high concept episode. I have mixed feeling about its inspiration, 24. Yes, it was a thrill ride in in, in a mind blow kind of sense, but I can't overlook the fact that the show implicitly supported torture. I mean, a quick break from Tim's answer. I would, uh, it's kind of, frankly, when you think about it, uh, and you start watching a lot of old movies and television shows, Still today, still, there's a lot, so much of torture all the time. And uh, you start realizing it. Once you see it, you see it. You go, oh, right. This is awful. It's just torture. Hmm. That's that's part of fiction. Um, Back to Tim. Anyway, much like 24, 24 minutes was fun for a while, then quickly grew tiresome. I did like the multiple screenshots showing some of the mundane things Simpsonites do on a daily basis. Couldn't help but be amused by Marge taking the bait tale so seriously. In the end, not quite as good as season 17's high concept episode, the seemingly never-ending story, yet still far better than the bulk of season 18. Let's consider this to be number 275. Uh, from Mark, I never... That's a pretty good guess, I think. Mm, we'll see. Uh, from Mark, I've never actually watched a single episode of 24, but that doesn't stop me from enjoying the episode. It's definitely my favorite of the season. Fun Simpsons episode with a gimmick. The scene with Jack Bauer and the prank call is a favorite of mine. Uh, from Derek. Been dreading this one because everyone raves about it, but it just does nothing for me. The humor all fails, all falls flat, and it pales in comparison to other parody episodes. Still haven't seen the film Cape Fear, but doesn't prevent my immense enjoyment of the famous season five episode. You, Cape Fear is pretty good, Derek. You should see Cape Fear. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, by contrast, I think appreciation of this episode would be elevated by familiarity with the source material, but having never seen episode 24, it's finding it hard to get anything out of this. 2007 also sells South also saw South Park parody 24 in the episode, The Snook, which I find superior to this on every level. I think because this one doesn't violently assault you in the other way other episodes from this era do, it gets heralded as a modern classic when it's really it's just fine. It's fine. Whatever. I mean... It's fine, fine, just fine. It's That's fair when it's so much better than the rest of season 18. Uh, from JJ, I've never watched episode 24, but I still really enjoyed this episode. You can tell they actually put some effort into this one compared to the rest of the season 18. The episode looks really stylized. The lighting, direction, and animation are all great. I think it has a lot of funny lines and clever gags which poke fun at television tropes. That alone makes it feel more Simpsons than a lot of recent episodes. I got the impression this was written by someone who understands both the show and the world of Springfield, which is a rarity at this point. My only complaint is, since when can Bart beat up Nelson? <laughs> yeah, right? I think, I mean, Bart is obviously the Jack Bauer stand-in. So... Jack he, Bauer he has to be able to. Is what you're yeah, he, but also like Jack Bauer is the uh, uh, what is that? What did I call it? I called it the uh, the impossible white man. 
That's who Jack oh, yeah. Jack Power is the impo- that trope uh, action. It's an action movie trope called the Impossible White Man. You guys, I'm not going to talk about it at, in depth, but you can search online. You'll find a lot of videos about it. Um, Jack Power is that. So Bart becomes that where he can basically he's prepared for every situation. He's Batman. You know, you, yes, he could. Of course, he could beat up Nelson in this episode. Um, finally, Matt, Mr. Simpsons writer has left us another review. He's graced us. Oh, no. One day, Rupert stormed into the writer's room shouting, a crossover, you have to do a crossover with 24. And that's how we got the most interesting episode of the season. <laughs> I'm not going to try and do a Rupert Murdoch's Australian accent. But no. Goodness, no. no. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what are your fav- what is your favorite police drama? Matt, take it away. Alrighty. Uh from Tim, all nominated English show, Inspector Morse. Well crafted stories and dialogue, plus a main character that you can both root for and want to actually have a beer with. No, no, I need main characters that I want to kill, basically, because they're awful people, but they just happen to, you know, have a, a useful function for society. That's what they're supposed to be like. Are you Matt Matt uh, Matt, from- Matt 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 Matt? Are you being mm-hmm. sarcastic? I am weird, right? That's never happened before. Never. Alrighty. Uh, For Matt, I hope this counts, but I'm saying Mindhunter. It's a show about the beginnings of the FBI and the behavioral unit for criminal profiling in the 70s. I did enjoy the show's protagonists crawling into the minds of serial killers and asking them why they committed said crimes. Sadly, there won't be a season three anytime soon. Uh, From Hoppa, Bones. Well, before it became a rom-com, it was cool and I learned things. Uh, From Andy, Walker, Texas Ranger. I think that qualifies as a drama. Sure. Sure, why not? Uh, from Casey, my favorite police drama, as well as just one of my favorite shows of all time, is Psych. It's about a fake psychic who consults with the Santa Barbara Police Department and is filled with wacky hijinks and 80s references galore. Definitely one to seek out if you haven't heard of it. Uh, from Warren, also, Mindhunters is one if uh, one of mine, but I'm going to go with Criminal Minds. It's darker and intelligent, plus I love the characters and the stories because, yep, I'm a morbid person. Aren't we all, Lauren? Come on. Uh, from At Energy Turtle, Life on Mars, the British version, is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's a police procedural plus time travel mystery, and it's just the greatest. If you can track it down, I definitely recommend it. One of the best series finales ever. Well, how about that? Uh, from At Simpsonology, Chief Wiggum, B.I. Well, that's all of our favorites. Yeah. Uh, from At Mexikowski, uh, I don't seek out a police drama, but when I was a kid, probably another than I should have been, I remember watching NYPD Blue with my parents and liking it. Uh, from Matt, yes, it's Aaron. Homicide, Life on the Street, the predecessor to The Wire. It was the original realistically gritty police drama. Robbie, what's yours? Uh, Aaron mentions The Wire. Wire is my answer. Uh, Wire wow. is uh, great. Uh, it, it it starts as a police drama and then basically spins out into becoming all about not just even the police or crime, but also about basically just culture and so like how and people like i don't know it's like incredible it it's really great uh if you haven't watched the wire you should watch the wire matt what's your answer i mean i don't really watch police dramas uh i, I watched like the first three episodes of the wire and liked it and i just need to go back and actually you know finish watching the seven or eight seasons or whatever it was so i i'm gonna go with that as well six seasons six seasons they're not that long so it's not it's not i mean they're not, they're hour episodes so. yeah but it's not like there's there's not 100 episodes of the wire um thank goodness it, it's as long as it needs to be i will say that about yes. the wire i think that's what, but um wire's great uh next week's question what is your favorite Kiefer sutherland movie 
already I have mean, one. I think there's a legitimately correct answer to this, but we'll see. Whoa, 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 whoa. A, there is a correct answer. Now I yes, am, Rob. I'm, now I'm, I'm, now I'm excited, Matt, because I need to know how wrong, <laughs> how wrong you are fact, with your objectively fact, correct you answer. This, I'm going to have to go watch this movie again. Okay. I mean, I have my answer. It's, I would not, I would not in a million years call it the objectively correct answer because I'm not Ooh, okay. some pretentious monster like you are apparently. Uh, well, but, I'm definitely a pretentious monster. My wife can tell you that. I know. I know. I know. Um, I will post this on all our social media, Twitter, uh, on Twitter at Simpson Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. And you can uh, find the answer on our Patreon, which is, again, is patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard to try and stump the other. Matt has a six-point lead on me. We have two episodes remaining on this season. I need to make up some ground, or I will lose again. I'm so used to... I'm just, I'm just used to losing at this point, honestly. It's, it's comforting. Oh, don't worry, Robbie. I, the first two questions are fairly easy. <sighs> Matt... I'm going to get them wrong somehow, and then you're going to go, oh, they were easy, Robbie. Why are you so stupid? No, no, that that's not it. The third one is ridiculously hard, unless you know the theme. So, All right, Matt. Give right, me, you let me to go first today? Give me an easy question, please. All right. What drink does Bart make very well for the gangsters in Bart the Murderer? Um, I guess they watched a lot of Sex in the City back then. I don't know. That, well, that, okay, Matt. I mean, I'm... That's a Manhattan, correct? Correct. Okay. I was thinking, like, isn't there a... Sh- don't they have to make a drink in Homie the Clown? Where am I making that up? I don't think so. I okay. Think I'm, gonna... I'm conflating the two. They're fat, they also make... They get make Homer do crusty things, and then I forget if there's a drink involved or not. Um, <laughs> they make him do crusty... They make him do crusty things. He has to I, ride I a know, little I bicycle. I know. It's a funny way of putting that. Okay. Yeah, 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 I got gotcha. you. Okay. Your easy question. 22 short films about Springfield begins... With what? What is the establishing scene of 22 short films about Springfield? I mean, isn't that Barton Milhouse uh, sorting condiments off the side of the road? You are correct. That is the answer. Okay. All right. All right. Your medium question. What is the name of the chocolate factory mascot that Bart does not get to meet because he does not get to go to the chocolate factory? Matt, be very honest with you. I... uh, don't you could have easily made this up i don't know i don't have i have zero literally any memory of this um <laughs> i don't i think my brain has erased all my certain knowledge just to make room for new stuff um but i can guess what a chocolate mascot would be called is it coco i am uh i think i can give you one point it is coco beanie you're you're halfway there his name is coco beanie Coco mm-hmm. Beanie the Coco Beanie? Coco Beanie himself. Uh-huh. I mean, I'll take a point. I'm not going to... I don't look gift points in the mouth. You take them. Someone mm-hmm. gives you a point. Hey, if somebody, like, if someone hands you some money, guys, you don't try... You you take the money, all right? If someone tries to give you money, you take it. If someone tries to give you points on tribute, you take those points, okay? You don't turn them down. Your meaning question, Matt. What medical stor- disorder does Grandpa have, according to Dr. Nick, and what will cure it? Oh, um, he has... Uh... Bonus eruptus, where the skeleton tries to leap out of the body. 
you have to take two wires from the light socket and give him shocks every 13 minutes. No, but what is that called? What is the procedure called? Mm-hmm. Oh, is there a name for it? Okay. Um, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Um, Get this right. I'm going to hate you forever. <laughs> I want to say it's like transdental electroshock therapy or treatment. Well, the name of the disorder is bonus eruptus. You were correct in that. The name of the procedure that fixes it is called transdental electromicide. Electromicide. Transdental electromicide. Normally, I would give you a point. It never has true myths that make any sense. Normally, I'd give you a point in this situation, but because I need to come back, I am not going to give you Mm -hmm. a point. Sorry. Fair. Fair. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Your hard question. Mm Mm-hmm. What are the names of the horses in the race that Bart first picks from? Uh, you get one point for the actual uh, horse that he picks, and then two points for any, let's say, four of the others. God almighty. I can't remember that. God There's almighty. six of them. I haven't watched Bart the Murderer in years at this point. Six horses? Um, there are six horses they mentioned. Uh, I'm on a roll of gay. I don't, that's definitely not a name <laughs> of one of them. <laughs> That's well, that's the crusty the clown. That's another crusty bit. That's not even. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I literally have no idea. People are probably screaming at their not, phones. You don't even know the one that he does. He no, I don't. I literally cannot remember this, Matt. Again, like I feel like, like okay. that's okay. the state of my mind where you're asking questions, which I presume did occur in the episode, and then I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember that. Uh huh. All right. Uh, the one he picks correctly is "Don't have a cow, not eat my shorts." That's in the third. Uh, that's in the fifth race. Um, so the rest of them are "I am what I am," "Ain't I a stinker?" That's all, folks. Suffering succotash and yabba dabba do. Got it. That's those are good. That's a good bit. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Man. I mean, I I remember it now that you say it, but it doesn't <laughs> help me beforehand. Uh, uh, I know. Finally, Matt, your hard question. What are all the things they use to get the gum out of Lisa's hair? Okay. Um, ice, okay. beaten with a hammer, mayonnaise, uh, hummus and baba ganoush, honey, and uh, freeze it with ice and hit it with a hammer. Um, that's all I can remember. Don't think they use honey. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, unless yeah, I missed it. Horse fly bites. Yeah, there's peanut butter. This is in order. Butter, peanut course. butter it starts with peanut butter then mayo then olive oil lemon juice tartar sauce chocolate syrup gravy bacon fat hummus and gavamanoush and finally ice it's the last thing they do then lisa goes and gets it cut out all right fair. that's fair. a lot of it's a lot of stuff don't put that stuff on your head guys no no just cut it out the hair is not worth it um well i got a single point gained on matt today which brings me to five points which is that is within the realm of possibility. I can make up five. I've made up five points in a single episode before to Matt. It has happened. So I could still somehow tie him. Mm-hmm. If we tie him, I don't know what happens. I don't know how we break that tie. I don't know. Fight to the death. Probably. I'm not Matt. You would murder me. Like there's no, I have no chance. <laughs> you're bigger than me. Yeah. You're stronger yeah. than me. You're way more fit than I am. Like maybe if I cheated, that'd be like, if I like played dirty, that's the only way I could p- possibly win. I mean, if it's an actual fight, you, you have to play dirty. That's the way it works. I mean, some people, you know, have honor, but I would absolutely throw dirt in your eye immediately and then kick you in the groin. 
Yeah, immediately that's, those... that's how you fight. That's... Yeah. What do you think fighting is, Robbie? I mean, MMA, you know, holds, punches, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where men and I rank the episodes categorically, watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. So, Ha Ha Couple is a new number, is at 226. This is better than the Ha Ha Couple. Oh, for sure. I mean, this, this is, uh, I think we agree, the best season 18 episode. Yes, uh, so absolutely. Far. Absolutely the best season 18 episode. Um, And it's better than, I don't know, it's better than, what there's like, I'm looking at all these episodes above it. It's probably better than all of, like, I don't know. Every, it's better than Relty yeah, Bites. Mean, well, better than Little Girl in the Big we're getting Ten. Up to like some, yeah, some 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 tens, elevens. There's even a fourteen up here for CE Doe uh, at, at one sixty one. We're not one sixty one, Matt. Where, uh, where are you going? We're not. Where, sure. where, I'm, I'm not, not going there. that high. I'm not. I don't know if it's that good. Okay, okay, okay. I'm pretty sure our highest season fifteen, which is also a very bad season, is. Uh, no, sorry. The, the highest fifteen is the President Who Wore Pearls. The second highest fifteen is Smart and Smarter. Uh, which is the, the the Maggie intelligence episode. Is it better than that? That's number 200. Better than Smart and Smarter. I don't even remember Smart and Smarter. Ma- Maggie intelligence episode. That, I, what, But Lisa, it's about, isn't that, okay. it turns out into a Lisa episode, right? Uh, basically, Lisa, Lisa feels sad that Maggie is smarter than her. Okay. Um, with Simon Cal. So right below that is Simpson and Delilah. And, Simpson and Delilah is really good. It's really good. It's a really good episode. Um, Diatribe of a Mad Housewife is just below that. Then I'm spelling as fast as I can. Papa's got a brand new badge. The front. I think this is better than the front. I'll hear I'll say that. The front is I'm, at 205. I think this is better than the front. Um, these are This is the territory of like the really, really, the top of the top of the bad seasons and the bottom of the good seasons, basically. You know, early, yes. like, season two stuff, the like, the worst of season threes and fours, like, the auto show is down here, like, Marge and yeah. Chains, like, Bart vs. Thanksgiving, these are kind of like, you know, fairly sitcom-y Simpsons episodes, and I think they are, you know, they, they suffer a little bit for it. I'm really trying to, I'm trying to think about Smarter and Smarter, um, Natural History Museum, um, what's that one? Hmm. Which one? Trying to think of smart and smarter, man. I'm like literally trying to picture it in my mind. Again, I think I have brain damage. Um, oh yeah. Well, above that is Bart versus Thanksgiving. Is this better than Bart versus Thanksgiving? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I I think so. Honestly, I think I do. I think it's wow. better. I think Bart versus okay. Bart versus Thanksgiving is like again one of like the lower season two episodes. It's very simple. You know, it doesn't have that much special about it. It's very sweet. You know, it's yeah. nice, but it's it, not. It gives us a good uh, exploration of Bart's character. Yeah, but it's also not. I don't. I wouldn't call it like special. It's. It's like oh, Bart does a bad thing, leaves the house for a little bit, and then he comes back. You know, with a better appreciation for his sister. Like that's the episode, and like that's nice, but it's also not. It's not like you know, Lisa on ice or anything. It's it's it, it has a couple of, like it feels very safe, you know. Like those are that's those season two episodes that just feel very safe. There's nothing really 
Simpson, they're not they haven't they're not quite to where they where they could be. They're not there's nothing they don't have that extra edge, I think is how I would describe it. Um Okay, we'll skip up a little bit. Uh, I think our lowest really golden years episode is probably Round Springfield, the horrific uh, return of Bleeding Gums Murphy and his death. Is this better than that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think this is better than that. I think this is better than the auto show. I think this is better than the Cartridge family. I think this is better than The Lastest Gun in the West. I think it's better than Lord of the Dance. Um, there's Principal Charming and Das Bus. And this is where I think we're going to get... Yeah, because I mean, above that, you've got like 30 minutes over Tokyo, Jaws Wired Shut. Those are, I think, better episodes overall, which although still Das Bus and Jaws Wired Shut. And... Oh, Matt, what are you? What, are you, what was that noise? What, are you, what noises are you making? I, you know me and my odd hatred of Das Bus. They were saved by, oh, let's say Mo. In a vacuum. I've made this point again. In a vacuum. That ending is fine. Mm-hmm. It's not that episode's fault. The the show goes into a toilet and does that same ending fifty times in a row. Okay, it's not that the episode did it first. Okay, we can I will allow them to have that ending one time. Um, but I don't think this is even better than Principal Charming. I think Principal Charming has enough special about it that it. I don't. I feel like this episode is actually very tight. It is. It's very well plotted. It has a lot of good, fun jokes. I've never watched 24. I still got a lot of the jokes because I think the the the, the tropes are ubiquitous enough. I understand it. Um, that's why I put it. Would I would put this above Lord of the Dance, but below Principal Charming. I'm I'm definitely okay with that. I definitely think this is better than The Last is Gun in the West, The Cartridge Family, uh, which are right below Lord of the Dance. So that, that's a good spot for it. Yeah, there's and this is puts it by far the highest season 18 episode. Not even a contest. Um, a, a new number, 189. I wonder if there's going to be people at home groaning. How dare you rank a season? Probably, two. honestly. I mean, yeah, this is I mean, a season 18 episode up we're here. We're pretty, I, maybe, and I, I'm, I can't, it's hard to discount. Obviously, you can't discount the fact that, you know, after you watch a bunch of garbage for weeks on end, and then you finally get something decent, you're like, oh my god, it's amazing. Um, but I mean, let's let's remind everyone we have an, a season 15 episode at, at number 98. OK, so, you know, occasionally there are good ones. Yeah, exactly. President. I mean, President War Pearls is a good episode. They did it. They made they made good episodes after season you know, nine, but they just well, they're few and far yeah. between. Um, That's a new number 189 on our list. A new number 30. In the post Golden Years ranking, it is right below Principal Charming, right above Lord of the Dance. Our number one episode is still Homer's Enemy. Our last place episode is still Codependence Day. And who knows how long it'll take to, if it will ever be unseated there. Uh, where are we? Our, what am I doing? I was going to say, Matt, is um, we have one more question to ask. One more question to answer before we go. The question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? This is actually a tough one because uh, it's good. I don't think it's tough. It's good. I don't think it's tough. But I mean, like, it's it doesn't seem like it fits in the canon at all. Matt, 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 Matt. Mm-hmm. The canon does not necessarily mean it. It happened. Oh, okay, okay. The well, the canon, the, the canon, 
here for those who this is worth mentioning this to people who have forgotten this or didn't listen the last time i explained it the canon does not mean it happened in the context of the continuity of simpsons because to be fair nothing is pretty much has happened in the continuity of yeah. Simpsons in that's concrete. The canon is mean is it's worth watching. It's worth discussing. It's worth analyzing. It has value to art in general. Like in, when you're talking about the canon, when you're talking about other media in literature, in visual art, in sculptures, in paintings, in movies or television, you're talking about the canon. You're talking about, is this worth talking about? Is this worth teaching? You know, is it worth t- talking about to other people discussing? Yes, I think this is worth uh, it's worth as a as if you're studying The Simpsons, 24 minutes is worth watching. It's worth talking about. It it has something that it will it contributes something to The Simpsons um as a whole. This is all I'm looking for. And sometimes it's not even a lot. It's just even a little will get you on there. Uh but 24 is 24 minutes as a whole is good. Competent. And it's great on, especially great on a curve for season 18. My God. Um, So that is a yes, it's in the canon. We don't fire the canon today. Uh, And then we move up to the top of our list, working our way down. Also asking the same question. And we are at number 80. And that is Lisa the Greek. Yes. I mean, that that belongs in the canon. What a. Fantastically. Great episode. Love Lisa the Greek. Um, Lisa. Nice Lisa Homer episode. Sweet. A uh, nice time capsule into early '90s football as well. Yeah. Um. So of course, yes, yes, it's a part of the canon, and probably, honestly, will be quite a while before we say we say no to that. Um. But that'll do it uh, for us today. Uh, you can find this list at our website. It's the SimpsonsShow.com. Has links to everything we do on there, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, a link to our Patreon if you want to help out the show. Uh, you can submit reviews there for our episodes as we do them. You can basically i don't listen to hundreds of bonus hours now of me and matt uh gabbing about simpsons and non-simpsons related things um our next episode matt is the last episode of season 18 we made it the end of season 18 uh it is you can't always say what you want Ooh, interesting where kent swears on the air and gets i guess upset or get taken off the air i don't know what's happening um, I'm assuming taken off the air, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too happy. I'm. I'm a little worried about. I don't know if I like the idea of this, Matt. I don't know if I like this. We'll see. Oh my God, there's a lot of. Th- oh, phew, I'm not even gonna talk about that right now. We'll bring that up when we talk about this. Um, there's a lot of things on this I did not realize. Um, that's next time. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting us. You can find me online on Twitter. At Robbie Dorman. That is my name. You can also uh, find everything on my website, which is RobbieDorman.com. Also my name. You can check out all of uh, my podcasts there. You can subscribe to my newsletter there. You can also see all the books I've written, all my horror novels. I have nine of them now. The newest is called What Dwells Beneath the Waves. It is a Carl Heisen meets Eldritch Carl Heisen meets Eldritch Horror in the Florida Keys, as we as a, a reporter tries to stop a Florida man cultist from awaking a great beast sleeping beneath the sea, um, should go go buy that. I'll buy all my books. Honestly, buy my books. Uh, buy my books. Buy my books. Um, also, uh, I started a YouTube channel. Uh, um, just my name. 
where I do writing advice. So if you are a writer and looking for writing advice, please go check out my video. Subscribe. Need more subscribers? Appreciate anyone who does. Subscribe to that. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that's true. I spend all of my time uh, with kittens, which you can see at Kitten Turns, K-A-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. Uh, we have a very spicy boy that we're trying to reform right now. So, you know, just pray for me in, in you know, my Band-Aid collection. Pray for Matt, Joe. Exactly. That was my best. That was I, That's all I got about. I tried. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, that'll do it for us. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode. Shh.